Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. top again I just got time for one more round set them up my friend then I'll be gone and all right welcome back to episode 79 of two drunk brothers on a podcast presented by the hub Chicago and your two favorite two drunk brothers are coming fresh off the golf course and we are a little bit tipsy today fresh off the links Jarrett Shot a solid 103, but hey, not a bad round for an amateur. Yeah, I mean, we're all amateurs. We're not fucking professionals. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I was kidding. No, but uh, yeah, fresh off the golf course, we started golfing around four-ish. So we are now four hours into boozing, a little bit more than usual. Yeah. And we are trying a little something new tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we picked it up from the local Terdelac gas station. Shout out Miller's. Um, it's a Stella Artois Solstice Lager. Yeah, it's their new limited summer uh, beer that they came out with. And honestly, I I can I can fuck with it. I, I like it a lot. The first few sips were average at best for myself, but... It's gotten better with every single set. What it reminds me of is that uh, it's like a rich man's the ultra. the Saint Archer beer. Yeah, it's like a crafty, it's a little heavier. It's like a craftier Mick Ultra is what it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly what it is. So it's a little light. If you like Stella, definitely check it out. It's in gold bottles. We aren't drinking it out of those uh, nice chalices though that they have on the commercials. But I'm, but I mean, like the gold, the gold emblems caught our eye immediately. It's like we're fucking. Children. Yeah, I mean it just. Boom! Yeah. Punches you in the dick. Right in the fucking face. Right in the schnoz. Um, but anyway, today uh, we are going to talk about the AFC North. And, and we're not even going to mention the fact that baseball is coming back because we don't care. 60 games, who gives a fucking flying fuck? All that means is that the Chicago White Sox can't lose 60 games in the season. But, hey, don't put it past them. <laughs> they still can. They can lose 60 games. But yeah, baseball's coming back. Who cares? We'll talk more about that whenever it gets more interesting. When they finally decide on when it's going to come back, we'll do a full-blown hockey Well, it said July 23rd or 4th. Uh, we'll, we'll be boozing heavy that weekend. Yeah, um, I, it'll be, uh, and it's going to be like the week before the NBA and NHL playoffs start, probably. And, which, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it then. But right now, we're going to stick to our normal content schedule. Yep. Talk about the AFC North. Doing a preview of every single team, just like we did with the AFC East last week. Um, Hopefully a little bit more people care about the AFC North. We get the AFC East sucks. Yeah. North could be a little bit more competitive. A little bit of a better division here. So, we're going to kick it off with the defending division champs, the choke job Baltimore Ravens. Oh, boy. Which, Uh, they had a... I don't know. Average draft, I feel like. Yeah. Don't love it. Their key departures, though. They lost a lot of people. But when I was looking at their list, like, 
No one stood out to me. Yeah, they lost their guard, Marshall Yonda. Yeah, well, he retired, so there's not much you can do about that. That's true. Seth Roberts, Hayden Hurst, and then Brandon Carr, a corner. Nobody really that stood out to me but that they, they lost. But they gained some, some good pieces. Yeah, they got the Derek Wolf, the defensive end, from, I believe, Denver. Denver. Yep. Um, and then Jihad Ward, Jimmy Smith, and Anthony Levine, Levine, however you pronounce it. Overall, they they did lose a lot of guys. None stood out to me, like I said, as someone who was like a key piece that they lost. But I wouldn't say that they gained anything to make their team significantly better either. That's what I'm saying. So if we're going to talk about if they got better or worse, I mean, it's hard to improve upon a 14-win season. And if you're looking at their roster, I mean, yeah, they lost a lot of depth on the defensive side of the ball. Which hurts. It does hurt. And they lost a key offensive lineman, you said Yonda, to retirement, which definitely hurts a lot. Um, but they added good secondary pieces of free agency. They also added some, some D-line depth. Patrick Queen, to me, was a steal for them in the first round. He should not have been available at 28 when he was. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say they didn't get better, they didn't get worse. I feel like they kind of stayed even keel. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I said right here that they would they didn't get worse, but to say they got better is would not be an accurate statement either. No, definitely not. So going into our sleeper breakout bust and MVP for the first team in the AFC North, Sleeper. I'm going to rattle her off first. I see yours. Mine's different. Okay. My sleeper is Mark Andrews, the tight end. And I know you might think, like, is that really a sleeper? But, I mean, like, every time I think of the Ravens, like, I totally forget that he's on the team. Unless I'm playing him in fantasy. Yeah. Or I have him in fantasy. So, he kind of had a breakout year last year with 850 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's a guy that... Like I said, I often forget about, so I'm sure that's the same for most, unless you have him in fantasy. Um, I would look for Andrews to have a similar role this season, especially letting go of Hayden Hurst. I think that just solidifies Mark Andrews as like that go-to tight end guy that they need with Lamar Jackson at QB. So just for everyone, keep an eye out on Mark Andrews again. Okay, I like it a lot. My sleeper is going to be Patrick Queen, the first-round draft pick. Um, the Lightning, linebacker. Lightning McQueen? Yeah, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Um, out of LSU. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, I, I know it's kind of cliche to pick a first-round draft pick as a sleeper or a draft pick in general, but, I mean, this dude literally has a chip on his shoulder because right now he is protected to be the number one middle linebacker on a goddamn good Ravens team. And that's a lot of pressure. That is true. That's a lot of pressure for a first-round draft pick. Um and especially for one taking 28th overall. Um, I think he steps up to the plate, though. The kid was a beast at LSU. He had 85 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, and three sacks in his last year at LSU and on that championship season. So, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking him and not expecting him to step up big. But I think he does and, and does in a big way for that Ravens team, which is why he's the sleeper there. Um, okay, don't disagree. Didn't have him just because, like you said, First round draft pick, breakout player. Uh, we'll just kind of go back and forth, right. switch things up from like from last week. So I'll go. No, I'll go. We'll just well, go back. You, you went for you went first. Yeah, no, we'll just go back and oh, forth okay. so that way it's not okay the same person talking back to back. Breakout player. Mine was my sleeper or breakout player last year. Can't remember. Jalen Ferguson, the linebacker from Louisiana Tech, who was drafted in the third round. 
Um, either way, he's going to come back full swing this season, even better than last year, because he's bumped up into the starting lineup. Last year he played kind of a secondary role. Still did good. He played in almost every game. Still managed to get two and a half sacks, which isn't bad as a as a second string guy. Um, I think with this deep defense, he'll get some shining opportunities. Not have that pressure to kind of sit back and have to come in and do an amazing job. So Jalen Ferguson's my breakout player. All right. I like that one a lot. My breakout player is going to be Derek Wolf, the free agent pickup, the defensive end, who spent his entire career in Denver up until this point. Well, he's uh, a seasoned vet, isn't he? Eight-year veteran. He makes his first stop in a place not called Denver, Colorado, uh, by going to Baltimore. And I expect him to thrive under Harbaugh and the defensive coordinator, Don Martindale, who had the best defense in the league last year, by the way. Yeah, I know that, obviously. Um, um, Wolf, he's coming off a career high in sacks. He had seven in 2019, but he only played in 12 games in a, let's let's go and call what it is, a below-average Denver team. Um, and I think if he can get a full 16 games in this system in 2020, he'll have a double-digit sack sack year in 2020. And I think he's going to be kind of the guy on that defense and 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 pressuring the quarterback in that in that AFC North. I can kind of see that. Um, I I really like that pickup from them, and it really just adds to their you know their front seven. Moving on into the bust, my bust player is. Wow, I hate your bus player. My bus player is Willie Sneed, wide receiver. Um, I don't think this comes as a surprise just because Willie Sneed's never really been the guy to be like a super productive player in any offense that he's played in. His career high in touchdowns last season was five. Like that's not impressive at all. I mean, but he still gets a chance. He still gets you know a starting role wherever he goes. He had a pathetic 339 yards last season and managed to play in all 16 games, which is just horrible. I think this wide receiving core as a whole needs some help, and with him, they're just not going to get it. I like that pick. Travis hates mine. Because I'm pretty sure you picked him last year, and he went crazy. He did. I don't know if I picked him. We'll have to go back and look. My bus player for the Baltimore Ravens is Mark Ingram, the running back. And I have a I I have a good reason for it. What's your good reason? He rushed for a thousand yards last year, which is great, but he just turned thirty, which is not great big, for a football player. Big trust. Big trust is right. And they drafted J.K. Dobbins, who is a who is a young gun in his own right. Travis is doing the jack off symbol right now. But J.K. Dobbins literally fits in exactly what kind of system that Lamar Jackson runs, what kind of system he did run at at Louisville, and I think they're just going to be a great pairing. I'm not saying that he's going to start out being the year as a starter. Um, uh, Mark Ingram is definitely going to be that guy. But if Dobbins gets hot or hot at one point in the season, I can see him getting the lion's share of the carries over Ingram and Ingram, have a, and Ingram having a 500-yard or lower season. I just don't think so because even when you look – at the same, sad fucking Alvin Kamara and Ingram still got the damn ball and managed to get in the end zone. We'll see. I just, I think he's not going to have, to me, the, the term bust was he's not going to have a thousand yard year like he did last year. That's a bust for you? Not getting a thousand yards? I mean, I think he's 750 or less at, at best. No, he'll get more than that. Okay. But okay. We'll see. Uh, MVP, 
Obvious. I, I hate Travis's pick, but whatever. I mean, it's it's. I hate the I hate the guy. Not necessarily as a person, but I hate him as a football fan. Lamar Jackson, gotta be because it's the only reason they're there. So, the reason why I didn't I didn't pick a Lamar Jackson is because I feel like he was the MVP in the NFL last year, and I don't think he touches his numbers he had last year. No, but he's the only reason that they they're going to be where they're at. Okay, so here my MVP out. I see it, and it's horrible. What? Yeah. No. Mine's Marcus Peters, the corner. He's got, so overrated. He got traded. No, listen, he's not really over. He was overrated in the in the Ram system and in Kansas City. But last year when he got traded over to Baltimore, he played in nine games. And in those nine games, he had ten pass deflections, three picks, and 39 tackles. Because he was playing against third-string wide receivers. If he had... A full season in, in, in Martindale's system, like he's going to in 2020, I feel like he is an ultimate force, and he's going to be something that's going to be super reckoned with in that AFC North division. My thing is you take Marcus Peters off that team, and they're still good. You take Lamar Jackson off this team, and they suck because they have nobody to make plays on offense. I disagree. I think if Joe Flacco plays on that team like he would have, they would There's be- nobody to throw the ball to. <laughs> He has multiple the tight only ends. reason that this team will be what they are is because Lamar Jackson is a running back. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. He doesn't put up quite the numbers he does, but let's we will agree to disagree on that one, which moves us into the Vegas uh, odds total on over under, which is eleven and a half. And I'm going to be straight up with you: every team in this division for me was super tough. Uh, no, I don't think I love this one. Really? Last week, last week was tough for the AFC East. This one for me, I think everyone I'm pretty confident in. So eleven and a half. I'll go ahead and do mine. I have over eleven and a half. Yes, it is high. What do you have? So I said you don't have to give me an explanation as to what do you have. My gut says over. Yeah, I mean, no matter which way you slice it. This team, I don't think they are an 11-5 and five team. I think they win 12 games, especially since they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. They do? Yep, easiest schedule in the NFL. 32nd. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So how do you how do you take a team that won twelve games last 14. year? Fourteen games last year, sorry. I was thinking twelve. And then now you're gonna have them win three less. Yeah, it is tough, but I mean when I at first glance at their schedule, And you already said they didn't get worse. They didn't get worse, but I think their division got better. You got if, if Big Ben stays healthy for the full year, that's two games against the Steelers. I think the Browns got better. I still didn't I still don't see them losing more than a game or two in their division. Yeah, but I can't remember who, who they played out of outside of the division off the top of my head. Um, at, the AFC East. Okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> at first glance, I think I had them at eleven or twelve wins. Which to me, if at first glance, if I'm just looking it over, if I had them at, at eleven or twelve, that means they probably can get twelve or thirteen. So that's why it's just tough for me. I'm, I'm not in love with it because 
a twelve and four season to me is is stellar. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. They don't play the AFC East. They play the uh, NFC East, which which is not the easiest. But at the same time, um, they I just they're yeah. Gonna, I mean, they're not going to go eleven. And I personally wouldn't touch us with the ten foot pole, but. You know, I would take the over if I was a Batman, which I am. So, yeah. let's move on in Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, just to wrap up their off season in a whole, I hated their draft class. Yep, don't know horrible. about you. It was their bad. Fucking Chase Claypool is a terrible pick. Yep, they didn't necessarily lose that many key pieces. Javon Hargrave, Mark Ar- Barron hurts. Artie Burns and Mark Barron. Yep, three kind of key departures. And guess who they replaced him with? Nobody. They they got Eric Ebron and Derek Watt, which I like the Eric Ebron pickup with an asterisk, which I which I will explain later. Yeah, not Big Ben thrown to him with my asterisk. Um, off season thoughts on it in, in general. I don't think they did too much with the draft. Um, the Steelers are kind of in this weird position where people think that they're still good just because they didn't have Big Ben last year. I'm I'm on the opposite side. I think that they're not that good. They're declining, and based on their offseason, I think they got worse. Yeah, I mean they got really propped up by their defense last year, and I don't think it's another performance that that can happen again. No, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, a lot of losses, not a lot of gains, is what I wrote. I wasn't in love with their draft. Um, there are two pickups in free agency. Don't move the needle a ton unless Ebron turns back into two thousand. 18 Ebron, who had Andrew Luck, but Andrew Luck and Big Ben are two different But, I mean, even then they had a decent tight end in Vance McDonald. Yeah, which they still have. So, um, But they won eight games. For me, like, they won eight games last year without Big Ben. So, I think they got a they. – I'm not going to say – I say they got slightly better because they're getting Big, Big Ben back with some weapons. But Big I, Ben is an out-of-shape alcoholic. I don't – he actually looks really good. Have you seen a picture of him? And he, I don't know. He looks like Tom Hanks from Castaway. No, he, he shaved his beard. Oh, did he? Yeah, he shaved it. I don't Look know. Up. He, actually, he actually looks like he's in shape. So I'm going to say they slightly got better just because I don't see them being an eight-win team with, 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 with Big Ben at the helm. Um, Travis is looking up right now. Look up, uh, look, look up Ben Roethlisberger recently. Recent. Yeah, there you go. Recent. No, nothing's going to show up of him. But Go either on. way, yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to look it up. I don't care. I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. He's old. He's been average at best the last few years he was healthy. Quit turning the microphone your way because you're talking on the mic. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, sleeper breakout bus MVP. You want me to go first this time? Go for it. Sleeper. My sleeper is Eric Ebron at tight end. Again, a big asterisk here. If he can return to 2018 form like he was with Andrew Luck. Um, in 2018, I mean, he was phenomenal. In 2019, he fell back down to earth. He only had 375 passing yards, three touchdowns in 11 games. He had passing yards? Oh, receiving yards, sorry. <laughs> in 11 games. He's in a new city, um, and I feel like in this two-tight end system with him and Vance McDonald, I feel like they're going to cause a lot of confusion. Now, it's just going to be a factor of who Big Ben prefers. Does he prefer the guy he's used to in Vance, or does he go to Eric Ebron, the new guy? I can just see him getting more reps in this two-tight end system and him getting more receptions that way. Maybe more touchdowns, who knows. But again, it's a sleeper with an asterisk for me. You can't even compare. You can't. Last year, you just got to throw last year away because he had, what, Jacoby Brissett throwing to him. Mm-hmm. So that's not even fair to count that against him. 
My sleeper pick is Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that a sleeper, though? Because he was phenomenal last year for them. Okay, but how many people think of the Steelers and remember that Minka Fitzpatrick plays for them? Not a lot, unless Probably you're a Steelers fan. Exactly. He was a crybaby on the Dolphins. Once he was traded to the Steelers last season, he started going off. I mean, he really only got, what, like 12 games in for them? Was there what? He was traded halfway through the season? Yeah, it was something I like that. I don't know. I think it might Either have been way, 9 10. He finally decided to become the Swiss Army knife that we all thought he was going to be coming into the league. He had five picks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, 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 and a touchdown. So, I mean, I feel like he's going to be this big piece to hold their secondary together. You already said that you don't think that their defense can pull off what they did last year. That's why he's my sleeper pick because a lot of people are doubting him. Yep. I like that a lot, which kind of leads into a good segue into my breakout player, and that's Devin Bush, the inside linebacker. Um, I mean, it's weird to call a guy that led the team in tackles last year with 109 as a quote-unquote breakout player, but, I mean, no one – I mean, I feel like no one outside of Pittsburgh probably talked about Devin Bush. No, again, yeah, kind of like Minka. I mean, but everyone was talking about Minka a little bit, but, I mean – this dude had a, had a sack, so outside of his 109 tackles last year, he had a sack, four fumble recoveries, four pass deflections, and a forced fumble. All those in his rookie year. So I think with another year of development, he's going to be an absolute stud. Probably have another another 100 plus tackle season, maybe even like the 140s, which is which would be Pro Bowl, All Defensive Player type t- type kind of caliber. Um, and somebody that a perennial Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl player that everyone knows about. I think Devin Bush is kind of the the up and comer in the in the linebacking core. Yeah, I like that. I was I was high on him last year, so definitely don't mind that pick. My breakout player is Benny Snell, the running back that came from Kentucky, his rookie last year. Um, I think I had him in one of these two, either sleeper or breakout last year. Didn't quite make it all the way there, even though he did have some opportunity with James Conner getting hurt. This year, I'm banking on the same thing because I just feel like James Conner, at the end of last year, just could not stay healthy for anything, which, not a knock on him. I know he's a cancer survivor. Props up to him. But the dude, like, if you can't stay healthy, you're going to get replaced. And I feel like the only person that's going to replace him is Benny Snell. And once that happens, he's going to start getting a majority of the workload over... Um, what's his name? Jalen Samuels. Yeah. So, Benny Snell is my breakout player. Okay, I like that a lot. My bus player is Chase Claypool, the second rounder, technical first overall pick. He was a second round pick, the wide receiver at at, at Notre Dame. Um, I mean, he has the work cut out for him already. He's behind Juju, Washington, Deontay Johnson. And even uh, Deion Kane and Ryan Switzer, if, you, if depending on what type type of depth chart you look at, and he also is going to be in a lot of two tight end sets with Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron. So I mean, he's going to be very, very low on the totem pole. And for your first overall pick in a draft, fans expect you to step up at the plate and do a, and do a lot. And I just don't think that Chase Claypool is going to live up to the expectations of, of Steelers fans, and that fan base is ruthless. So I feel like yeah. he's going to get shit on from the get-go. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how much they are relying on him, but I probably wouldn't put too much pressure on him. My bust is a, another person from the wide receiving position. It is Deontay Johnson. 
And many people probably don't know this guy, so it's like, oh, how could he be a bust? But if you know the Steelers, you probably know this name. His rookie season, which he's coming off of, he had 680 yards and five touchdowns, which is pretty good pretty for a rookie solid. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he hits a solid sophomore slump here rather than putting up higher numbers um, and what seems to be a continuing trend of bad wide receiving freaking teams in this division. Um, but Deontay Johnson, just not a name that I'm like, I get super happy about or super excited about. Definitely, I feel like it's going to be if not around the same, worse than last season, which coming off your rookie year like that, you would probably expect someone to be take a pretty significant jump. Yeah, I'll, I like that pick a lot. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. But let's roll that into the MVP, and I'll go ahead and lead off with my MVP. It's got to be. Same thing. Yeah, yep. same thing. I mean, this dude is a fucking beast. Yeah, TJ Watt. Yeah. The linebacker, obviously, it's easy. He's the leader of the linebacker, defense. Linebacker, edge, whatever you want to call whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's... One of, if not the best linebacker in the NFL. 14 and a half sacks last year. Yeah. Eight forced fumbles. Yep. Eight forced fumbles. That's insane. That is bananas. Two fumble, or four fumble recoveries and two picks. Yeah. For me, the, 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 this is what I thought it was impressive. Last year was his third year in the league. He's going into his fourth. His set, Every statistical category you can think of for defensive end, edge rusher have improved. His sacks went from seven to 14 and a half. Tackles for loss. Went from 10 to 14. QB hits gone from 13. He had 36 QB hits last year. Um, I mean, he's our, I'm, he's on pace, if not already better than his brother. Yeah. He had two picks last year to top that. He's the fourth favorite to win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year behind Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, and Nick Bosa, which he shouldn't be on Nick Bosa if you ask I him. feel like he should be, like, close to number one. I mean, obviously fourth is close, but... I feel like he should be competing up there with Aaron Donald. So if you want some money, bet T.J. Watt. Yeah. Because he could have won it last year. Yeah, I mean, it, he's an animal, great player. Anybody would be lucky to have him. Yeah. It's funny. Now, their win total, their over-under here is 9.5. It's a tough one. I don't think it's that tough. I think this was my maybe my easiest one. Well, you said, also said they got worse from eight wins last year, so that makes sense. I do. Uh, I had it under 9.5. What'd you have? So I said, just like the Ravens, I would not touch this with a 10-foot pole with actual money, but I'm leaning towards the over. I just, I don't see this team being a 10-6 and six win, 10-6 and six team. Their offense isn't there. They're just not in the position to compete at a level where they can get 10 wins. With their wide receivers, Big Ben is not on the, on the good side of his age spectrum. They had eight wins last season, and I mean, he just... Big Ben can't carry this team anymore like he used to. Yeah, I just it's tough. I mean, when you look at it first, when I look at their 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 schedule, I don't see them getting any more than eleven wins. Um, I yeah, see, I fucking hope not. Well, I see ten as more realistic, which is tough because ten's right above the nine and a half, um, which still hits. It's just, but you know what? That's that's a game or two sway here or there, which means my gut when I first looked at their schedule. I'm leaning towards the over, but I wouldn't touch it with actual money. I mean, I have them at best eight and eight. Really? And now I, I could see them as seven and nine at best eight and eight with game a couple games going their way. Okay, I mean that's that's a lot. But before we roll on to the last two teams in the division, let's go ahead and take a break. 
play an ad for y'all, and we'll be back with the Browns and the Browns and... No, not... Browns and the Browns. Sorry. Browns and the Bengals. The Browns and the Bengals. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, going into the back half of the AFC North, two teams that have been at the bottom for, what, quite some some years now. Ah, uh, the Bengals had good years with Dalton here and there. Yeah, but for a few years, they've been the laughing stock of this division, which I think the times are changing. So, let's jump on in. Bob the- Dylan said that best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, these times are changing. Bob Dylan, Ron Burgundy. Same thing. Um, Jesus. Let's take a look at the Cleveland Browns. Their draft, I really like their draft a lot. Oh, yeah. They lost some guys that... Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Kind of are some key pieces. Christian Kirksey, Joe Schobert, and Demarius, Demarius Randall. Randall. Yeah. So three defensive but, players that were kind of big. But they did get some good replacements. My favorite my favorite pickup for them in free agency was Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin was the best one by far. Other than that... They, Austin Hooper is pretty solid. Yeah, they he is now, the I think, the highest, highest paid, paid tight, tight, tight end in the league, league. which is... A little bit of a stretch considering he had one good year last year, but who knows? They didn't really replace the linebacking core as much as I would have liked, but overall, I think they got better without a doubt. So I think they got better for for one reason. I mean, yes, they had a, they had a lot of roster moves that were beneficial in, in, in their um, in their favor, but the one reason why I think they got better is their head coach they hired. I love Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a no-nonsense guy. You know, he spent every year of his NFL coaching career in Minneapolis since 06 before making the jump to Cleveland. That means this dude knows how to build winners. Minneapolis had some great-ass teams from 06 until now. Um, He knows how to build a culture. I think he's just the guy to put Baker Mayfield 
and that young core on the right path. I think they got better alone just just for hiring him. Yeah, I agree. I think another big key that they kind of built on was their offensive line. That was the biggest yep. problem for them last year. I don't care what you say. They built it up. It looks good. And, so, the, and those two tight end sets they're going to run with, yeah. um, with Hooper and Njoku. It's going to be solid. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, which leads me. Did, do they still have Njoku? Yeah, they do. They have, they have Njoku. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. For some reason, I th- thought they got rid of him because they drafted Harrison Bryant. But they do. Uh, so let's lead into sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP. Uh, sleeper, I'll just lead it off. We both have the same position. Same position we do, just different. Guys, Jarrett has a secondary role. I have a star role. Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle. Jarrett's got another defensive tackle. But Ogunjobi, he's entering in the last year of his contract, which you always know. Yep. A lot of pressure. Contract year. He's also coming off back-to-back seasons with five and a half sacks apiece, which isn't bad for defensive tackle by any means. No. Big boy. I think to earn his payday, he's going to have to come in and really play with as much talent they have on the defensive line. Shouldn't be too big of a problem because teams aren't going to be focusing on him a lot. So, Larry Ogunjobi. Mine is another defensive tackle. It's a rookie, and it's Jordan Elliott. M-I-Z. Yes, Z-O-U. Now, the reason it's going to sound like a homer pick, but this dude, first of all, I think he's a sleeper because he was a steal. Should not have gone in the third round. I think he was a late first, early second round talent, if you ask me. But the draft went way fucking off course from what I thought was going to happen. It definitely did. And you know what's awesome? He, is he gets to learn under Sheldon Richardson. Oh, boy. Sheldon Richardson, another Mizzou kid. Larry Hopefully Ogunjobi. he doesn't learn about his off-the-field fucking tactics. That's true. But he also gets to learn under... I mean, he gets to learn under some great veterans. Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi, like you said... Um, and I don't think he's going to make a lot of impacts in this in the stats category. But if he makes a few big plays, I think that that reaps the rewards of being a third round pick. And I think he will because this kid's got off the chart talent. Yeah, I don't mind that pick. Um, breakout player of the year, Baker Mayfield. Wasn't that your guy last year? I don't think so. No, I don't think I picked him. Um, but I mean. This might be a fanboy pick of me. I think this, honestly, is finally the year that we see Baker do what he was expected to coming from college. He finally has the thing that he was never given. You can build up the wide receivers around him as much as you want until you put an offensive line in front of a quarterback. And a coach that knows good. what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So he finally has got that offensive line. He's got that coach. He has his weapons. The playmakers around him. Just the depth that he has is enough to take the pressure off of him. Not, I'm not saying he's going to be an MVP-type quarterback. Or he's, he's not going to throw them. 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Exactly. He's definitely going to silence some of the haters because people don't think he's there when all along it was a protection problem, it was a coaching problem, it was a locker room problem. Yep. So I think he's going to have the year that he'll kind of start to build off of. I mean, you got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, the kid and that the guy, the guy that kicks women. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's got weapons on weapons on weapons. That's and what that's, I'm saying. And that's all you can. And Jack Coughlin, 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 <laughs> Jack Conklin, uh, conquering that offensive line. And Jedrick Wills. I mean, he's got to step it up. But I mean, Baker Mayfield, 
If he doesn't, okay, I'm going to say this right now. If he doesn't perform up 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 to standards this year, it might be time time to call it. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, fourth year, fourth year, third, third year, yeah. Um, in the league, it might be time to kind of either ship him off or put in someone else. But yeah, I think that he has everything that he needs to play well if right. he if he wants to. I think it's too. My breakout player is going to be David Njoku. Really? Um, yeah. He's coming off an injury. Dude, he can't stay healthy. No. That was his first injury. That was his first time missing a game in two years. Was last year. Okay, well maybe he was just so fucking... He was so banged up last not year. Not good the years before. And I think this year we see Njoku um, learn from a seasoned vet like Austin Hooper. And... Like I said, in those two tight end sets, I think those two tight end sets are play a lot into, you know, making a tight end kind of catapult into the upper echelon of the division. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski loves to run those two tight end sets, uh, and he ran them a lot in Minnesota, especially with, what's his name? Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph and so, and uh, the other kid, the rookie, the last couple of years. Fuck, what's his name? From, from Alabama. Can't remember his name. Um, anyway, I think it's going to bode well for Hooper and Njoku. Irv Smith? Yeah. Okay. I just see, yeah. You're, so you're going to see a lot of stuff like, like like Rudolph and Irv Smith with Njoku and Hooper. And um, I could see him going for, you know, 600 to 700 yards this year, six, seven touchdowns. And I just see him having a final big, big breakout year this year. I've just been, I've been waiting on Njoku to do things since he came into the league. I think last year was my final, like, for him because I had just given him so much love to where I just I'm out of love for him if he does good awesome I just can't I can't be there I get that you know what I'm saying um bust my bust I couldn't really pick anyone in particular so I picked the whole linebacking crew their linebacking crew as a whole is not good and it really worries me for the whole team like I think that their season might be ruined on their linebackers they're young they're inexperienced i think like all of them are just bottom tier based on the games they have played i have zero confidence that they'll be able to get the job done i mean you never know what all-star you're gonna see when you give them the opportunity but i just don't see it coming to life for them and i think it's going to be a big problem because I don't think a lot... I think two out of three of them have never started before. Yeah, I mean, it is scary how inexperienced the linebacking core is. And I don't disagree with that at all. My bust is going to be Denzel Ward, the corner. I mean, he's going into his third year. He definitely hasn't lived up to the hype his first two years. According to Pro Football Focus, he is a grade... Of 69.9. Ha-ha! <laughs> nice. <laughs> and ranked 81st last year among cornerbacks in receptions allowed. Which, do the math on that. There's two cornerbacks per team. Usually, not great. Yeah, that's less than stellar. Yeah. I mean, he's like in the bottom third of the, uh, of the division. And, I mean, and you have the second year man, Greedy Williams, opposite of him, who's been balling out. You got the rookie they drafted in Grant Delpit at safety. I think he's going to get outshined in the secondary. Well, and maybe it'll take some pressure off him. Maybe, but I, I just don't. I, I don't see it happen. I mean, the kid's not not proved it. His, no, his first I, I agree with that. The name is just there, but the performance is not. Um, MVP. My MVP is Jarvis Landry. 
wide receiver, obviously. I think Jarvis Landry has finally showed us, not necessarily us because I think we've known this all along, but to the, everyone else, that he's more reliable, more consistent, and honestly, I might say better wide receiver than Odell Beckham. He is. Odell Beckham is 100% overrated because of that fucking catch he had. Yep, the one catch. I think that Jarvis serves a perfect safety net for Baker Mayfield. If you need yards, you're going to go to him. The offense is going to be able to rely on him in clutch situations. And the thing that I'll always refer back to to kind of support my statement is, I think it was two years, not last season, but the season before, we were in Memphis, I think it was week 17, of the season, and the the Browns were playing the uh, the Ravens or the Steelers. I think they were playing yeah. the Ravens, and Jarvis Landry had that catch on the ground, like he and they had to challenge it, and it got reversed to a catch. He just he comes up in big time moments when he needs to. I mean, even when he was on the Dolphins, like our first two years as Dolphins fans, he was on the Dolphins, and he always was clutch. He he's always a, plays. He's a tough. Yeah, it gives every play 110. percent You can't say the same thing about about Odell Beckham because he's a diva. I know they're teammates at LSU, but Jarvis Landry runs hard, runs better routes. It's honestly the better catch, you know, receiver. I, I just think yeah, that that's a great pick. I think mine's a good pick as well. Hopefully, if he doesn't get outshined. Yeah, I yeah I th- I th- I think he can definitely be the MVP. Mine's a good pick as well. I think. No, I'm talking about your pick. Hopefully, your pick is a good pick if he doesn't get outshined. Yeah, I don't think he will. Nick Chubb. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking stud. Last year, he according to Pro Football Focus, you know, he's the most elusive running back in the league. I can see that. I love I've loved Nick Chubb. Yeah. I think I drafted him and had him on my fantasy team as rookie season. Dude went crazy. Yeah, he had nearly 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, what he also had eight t- last year. He also had eight touchdowns his rookie year. And again, in Stefanski's two tight end system, what do you think they're gonna fucking do? Pound the fucking rock. I'm just hoping that they don't try to work in Cream Hunt more than he needs to be. They should. That's my only thing. They should because Chubb last year on that team. I can't remember how many wins they had last year. Six. Six. He ran. He almost had 1,500 yards on a six-win Browns team with no offensive line. Yeah. Now give him Jack Conklin and, J- and Jedrick Wills. Imagine what the fucking dude could do. I think he easily gets 1,500 yards north of 10 touchdowns, and he is just an absolute monster. And it helps take a lot of pressure off Baker Mayfield. That's right. Yeah. And everybody I else. mean, I this whole this team as a whole is just they're more sound than they have been in years past when everyone has kind of been on the hype train. Which leads us to their win total, which I think is tough. I don't think it's tough. Over under eight. I am going over eight. I think it's a way better team than they were last season, which they kind of gave up after they weren't heading in the direction they wanted to and still won six games. I think that their 29th ranked strength of schedule helps. Um, not saying that they will go 9-7, and seven, but I think they'll definitely be that 8-8 eight and eight team at least. So if you go over... You're at least pushing. Yeah, so I feel like this entire division is tough for me to pick. Travis felt, has felt the opposite way, but like Travis said, I realis- realistically see eight to nine wins. I, do. I see nine. I can see them being the ninth win, a nine and seven team, getting that wild card or being like right there on the edge. Yeah. Um, just with the new coach and everything. So, with that being said, this is going to be super vanilla of me. I think if you get it at seven and a half, take the over. If you can get an eight and a half, take the under. But I think I literally see this as an eight win team. So I'm going to say push. 
All right. That's vanilla. If you can get it at seven and a half, take the over, depending on where you bet at. If you get it at eight and a half, take the under. Fair? I don't know. I just, I wouldn't take the under here. I mean, I just because the Browns are like a, almost a second team to me, I re, I've really enjoyed rooting for them, even though they've sucked balls. That seems to be the norm with teams we like. But I don't think seven and nine is in question. Okay. So we're going to roll into who was the seller in the division last year, the seller in the league, a two-win team. They get rid of Andy Dalton. We're going to roll into the Cincinnati Bengals. And they lost a lot. Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, uh, Andrew Billings, Drake Kirkpatrick. I mean, a lot of guys they lost. But they added DJ Reader, Trey Waynes, Von Bell. They got Joe Burrow, T. Higgins. Like They've got some pretty good pieces. I think... It's, it's almost impossible to get worse than a two and fourteen. That's what I said. It's very, very hard <laughs> to get worse than a two and season. And I mean, if you're just based on their draft alone, I think they got better. But you look at their key arrivals, their free agent signings. I think Trey Wayne's and Von Bell are huge in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, I think that DJ Reader is one of the picks that I really liked them picking up. But hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They got it's better. Gonna be, no, they got better. But it's going to be interesting to see how much better whenever you take into consideration how Joe Burrow's going to do his rookie year. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, an offensive line that they didn't pay attention to at all. Nothing. They didn't add shit. They lost people in offensive line depth, didn't add any, didn't draft any. I think they drafted one in the sixth round. Yeah, that's it. So, pathetic. not good, not going to be good for their rankings for me. Cincy, we had a great time in your city, but when you come to Miami, it's going to be trouble. Sleeper, breakout, bust, MVP. I'll lead into it. My sleeper pick. Oh, Oh, it's Jared's breakout player. We got him flip-flopped. We do got him flip-flopped. Oh, shit. Uh, My sleeper player is Sam Hubbard, defensive end. Because I'm not going to lie and say that I knew who the fuck this guy was. Yeah. Because I didn't. I didn't know who he was. But he's good. And if you don't know, now you know. Sam Hubbard, after you two know, know. <laughs> after two seasons in the NFL, he's had 14 and a half sacks combined. Pretty good for a guy that doesn't draw much attention. And then you got to take into the fact that he's going up with DJ Reader, Geno Atkins, and Carlos Dunlap. Yeah. So he's getting all the attention taken off him. Sam Hubbard, Jared's breakout player for a reason. Yeah, so that was Travis's sleeper player. I'll go ahead and say that's my breakout player. I could see him having 10-plus sacks, 100-plus tackles this year. Yeah, I could see that. So, And then we go into the exact opposite. My sleeper player is Travis's breakout player, and that's T. Higgins. Yep. I think T. Higgins is a sleeper player because he's behind A.J. Green, John Ross is on the team. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, a lot of people expect... T. Higgins to be the fourth, fifth best option. I just don't see that happening. I think he is exactly 
and where he needs to be, the number two behind A.J. Green. He's the wet. So T. Higgins is the speedy, quick underneath guy to A.J. Green's uh, uh, downfield red zone type threat. And they're going to pair well together. And that's why I don't think a lot of people are expecting him to break to break out, sleep, whatever. But Whatever it is. He, he's, he's your He's breakout. my breakout. I mean, I just hope that he gets the attention he deserves. I know Joe Burrow might feel a little bit more comfortable having a safety net in the experienced A.J. Green. Maybe a little check down routes to John Ross or fucking Tyler Boyd. But T. Higgins loved him at Clemson. Great pick. Think he fell in the draft and they got lucky with him, even though they should have went offensive line. But I love this pick for breakout. Yeah. So that covers both our sleeper and breakouts. We just had them flip flopped. Rolls into our bust, and I'll go ahead and take off with it. My bust is going to be John Ross. I can see that. Uh, because them drafting T. Higgins is his worst nightmare because he's, he's exactly what. John Ross is, is was supposed to be T. Higgins that never took off. Well, isn't well John Ross is a little guy, isn't he? Yeah, but they're both speedy underneath guys. I don't know. I feel like T. Higgins is more of a more of a big target. John Ross is five eleven, and T. Higgins is exactly six four. But he's a, he, he he's more of a speed guy. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, he is. T. Higgins is. I mean, quicker. he ran a lot of those tunnel screens and underneath routes at, at, at Baylor, and I just feel like that Clemson. was, yeah, Clemson. Whatever, <laughs> Who's the guy from Baylor? Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Yeah. That's who you might be getting him confused with. Yeah, yeah, I was, but no, but still, he's still a small, not small, but he he's still a speedy guy, and I still think John Ross gets pushed down because of T. Higgins, because of AJ Green. Because of Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, yeah, he's definitely the fourth option. I mean, he he like them drafting another top tier wide receiver was his worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of lost his shine in his moment in this offense, and I agree. My bust is going to be the offensive line because I couldn't pick one of them in general. The offensive line and pretty much the fucking I should have just picked the executive coaching staff. Or the GM, yeah, for not, but like boosting this offensive line. They ranked thirtieth from last year. They didn't prove a single player, like we already said. Meanwhile, you have Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. I mean, that's not going to do shit unless you can protect the QB and open up running lanes for for these guys. I mean, their offensive line is going to completely ruin this team. I I think so too. I mean, it, it's not great. Not great. They didn't do anything, and they ranked thirtieth last year. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, the offensive line is not good. No, it's not. It's going to ruin the team, which leads in to our MVP, which my MVP is going to be AJ Green. And I know he's hopefully he's on. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, none again, again, none again, another asterisk. If he stays healthy, Joe Burrow was so good at throwing the ball down the field at LSU that I think him and A.J. Green are going to pair so well together that A.J. Green's going to make Joe Burrow look good, but it's going to be all A.J. Green. Man, I just I, – I almost thought about picking Joe Burrow as my bust, but I having one good year in college, 
I'm not I'm not necessarily rooting against them, but I just don't see it playing out the way that some Bengals fans. I mean, he might. got drafted into a horrible situation. Oh yeah, I mean he didn't get drafted in a good situation. And let's think about it: number one overall QBs generally have a tendency to not be amazing. He would have been better in a Dolphins uniform. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about that. My MVP, Jarrett's was uh, AJ Green. Mine is Carlos Dunlap. I love that. A pick. guy that I just talked about. If doesn't if it doesn't tell you the Bengals suck enough, picking a defensive end for the MVP might uh. Ah, I mean it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. But a guy who then again you think some people might not even know who the fuck Carlos Dunlap is. No, um, a guy that probably isn't that well known around the league, but he should be. He is playing in his tenth season, and he's thirty one years old. And meanwhile, he gets sacks year in, year out. His continuous 7-10 to 10 sack seasons, which is great. And he's going to continue to do so. He's going to be the shining light of this defensive line and the leader of this defense who might need to be pretty damn good considering yep. who knows what their offense is going to be like even with all those weapons. So Carlos Dunlap is my MVP. So that leads us into their over-under for Vegas, which is 5.5. Yes, we have the same thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's under. It's under. Under this five and a half. Not a six win team. Not even close. No, you don't go from two to six wins in a year. I don't think so. I think maybe if they put some more attention on that offensive line, they'd be flirting with the six to seven win team. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think you have a rookie quarterback. He's going to be getting pressured. He's going to get flustered. Which you're throwing him in the fire right away, which I never agree with. Yeah, not with the way that. You know, their systems have worked recently. They have a long way to go. They have to build the O-line and the secondary out, which in my eyes, when you're building a team from the ground up, are two of the most important spots to go to. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they, they fucked up by not dressed that offensive line. And who knows, maybe they're building towards the future. They know they're going to suck for a year or two with Joe Burrow and then just attack that offensive line and free agency. But that's my thing. He could already be tainted come then. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a very, very fine line. Josh Rosen. Yep. Which is why the Dolphins, I mean, I know you hate Tua, but they went out and they got the offensive lineman to to protect him. Yep, I yeah. agree. Yeah, so. Which, which leads us into we're under an hour, which is impressive. So let's go and <laughs> let's go into some answer the internet questions. I'm going to let Travis pick them. you got to pick three different Oh, yeah, ones. we are together tonight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we are. Are you gonna go answer the internet? No, they're, they're, you have to like. They're oh, I, do. I got, oh, you got answer two. the internet or debate the internet. You need to pull the internet. Man, these things are tight. It's probably gonna be down here. Down here. Yep. Answer. Damn, might be down here. Oh, we're having a little technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Pull. Oh, here we go. All right. Answer the internet. Yep. First up. If someone texted you a picture of your dick with no context, would you know it's your dick? Yeah, absolutely. You think so? Yeah. If someone just texted you a random dick, like, you got, like, neutral background and everything, would you be able to tell it's your dick? I mean, it, it depends on how long I look at it. I don't, I don't know. It'd be tough. I mean, I would probably, like, it depends on, like, so obviously I know it's coming from a dude, so I probably wouldn't, like, stare at it for fucking super long, so maybe not, I don't know. No, I think I'd take a glance at it, look at it, and be like, what the hell, dude? And yeah. then he'd be like, oh, that's your dick. <laughs> and I would have no idea. No uh, idea. Yeah, I agree. 
No idea. All right. We're going to do debate. If you could... Oh, I think we already did this one in a previous uh, episode. Oh, grab another one, man. Sorry, guys. We're having, like Jared said, technical difficulties. I grabbed two just in case. Oh, yes. This is great. What... (laughs) What percentage of internet porn do you think you have seen? Oh, dude. Not a lot. I, dude, honestly, I think I'd have to say, like, less than 1%. Yeah, there's a lot of shit out there. And I mean, like... You really... Man, I probably watch internet porn once a month, tops. <laughs> Not... I mean, there's just so much out there that you probably haven't even touched the surface of what is out there. Yeah, dude, there's some fucking weird shit. You know... And that's the thing, like, when people... Do you know what you like... And you kind of gravitate towards that every single time. Yeah, like you know where you go and you know what you like, look for. I don't for. like the toe sucking midget shit. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like this, like the weird crackhead shit like or grandmas like and you know step, old ladies sucking dick sisters. <laughs> what are you doing, step bro? Yeah, <laughs> I'm oh. stuck in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. not even 1%. No. Not even Easy. close. Pull the internet. Oh, we already did this one too. Oh, Come on. Fuck. You need to start dividing these things. I do. I just know where all pull the internets are at. They're all, they're all the wrong color. But, uh. No, we got one right here. We got some, we got some coming. Don't worry. Oh, just hold tight. Here's our answer. Debate. Poll. Polls are down here, probably. Yep. Here you go. Jared doesn't organize these things for shit. They were organized in the box that I came with. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. This kind of comes off our porno question from last time. For $3,000, would you get your face photoshopped into a gay porno? Oh, 100%. For three grand? Yeah. I'd do it for three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's not actually me. Who's watching? Who's gonna be watching that? Gay dudes to be telling it's. Who's gonna know it's me? Yeah. No, that that's easy. That's the easiest question of all time. Three grand. Oh, easy. Easy. I Photoshop it into ten of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you multiply that by ten? Can we make a thirty grand, please? Thank you. Check uh, mail it to my house. Yeah, yeah, those are easy. Yeah, those are ah, easy. The whole, the whole. If you got a picture of your dick, would you recognize the thing? Is a little difficult. I, I don't think, I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, that is gonna wrap it up for episode <laughs> seventy nine with some good answer to the answer to the internet questions. And uh, I guess we'll chat with you next week. We'll see you next week on episode eight, which is AFC South. South. My thoughts were short, my hair was long Caught somewhere between a boy and man She was 17 and she was far from in between It was summertime in northern Michigan Simple things in life like when and where
forget the way the moonlight shined upon her head. And we were trying different things, and we were smoking funny things, making love on Bob Lake to our favorite song. Sipping whiskey out the bottle, not thinking about tomorrow. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.